Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, there's only nine games left in the NHL regular season before the San Jose Sharks enter the playoffs. And I don't think the question for Sharks fans is, will the Sharks make the playoffs? Because we know that they will. But the question is, where are they going to be seated? Because right now they're in a giant skid, dude, a giant skid. They've lost four in a row. They are not playing well. And the rest of the division is catching up to them. Dude, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you puckered? I'm a little puckered. I'm a little puckered. I I, I was going to ask the real question is how many games can the sharks lose between now and the playoffs? But you just said nine. there's nine games left. <laughs> so now we know how many they can lose. The question is how many will they lose? And as you said, Will they be able to pull themselves out of this skid? Now, we'll talk about it later, but other teams in the NHL are waxing and waning. And we should maybe talk about, is this the right time for the Sharks to get over a slump? Because as we saw last year in sort of two different situations, the Sharks hit a run maybe in February, and it sort of drove them into the playoffs. And then we saw the Penguins go on a major run, and then they had a trouble in the playoffs, and they caught fire at exactly the right time that swept them all the way through the finals. So maybe my first question is, if the Sharks manage to turn this around and hopefully put a happy face on this, and they are only two points ahead of Anaheim at this point, so it's they, they have to be thinking, great, now I really want to start, you know, I'm not that far away from starting on the road or not getting the matchup I want. If they go on a little run here with like, you know, say five games left, they start to put together put together some good wins, and there are some good teams they're playing to end the season. Is that good for the Sharks? Is it good if the Sharks turn around? Is it actually good that they went on a skid here? I don't think it's ever good to go on a skid, but I guess if you're going to time it, you would rather have them do it now than like the last four games of the season. Like, yeah, if I had to pick, if you had to tell me pick where you'd rather them lose four games, I'd rather it be now. Sure. But I would like them to stop. Can they please stop <laughs> when we go to Dallas? Can, Can you guys stop? stop? Are you listening? Please. Please stop. Could because... you please score a goal against one of the <laughs> NHL's worst defenses, please? I mean, how could they not score against Dallas earlier? Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, Dallas has given up 8,000 goals this season. They have a terrible goalie tandem. They traded Goligoski and got rid of Demers. And somehow the Sharks go scoreless against Dallas yeah, on the Monday. Sh- the Sharks have scored... Four goals in the last four games. It's, yeah. it's not good. And um, they did not look good at all against St. Louis. They didn't look good at all. Um, the Anaheim game, they lost, but it wasn't horrible. It was better you know, than the, than the St. Louis game. You're right about that. Dallas game was not good. Like that, That's embarrassing. And you can't blame Aaron Dell, right? right. I mean, like you can't, you can't hang that on Dell. You faced 30 shots, only gave up a goal. And Minnesota, I mean, you know, Minnesota has really been in a huge tailspin. I mean, they've been playing really poorly and have been coughing. They've defensively have been really bad. And the Sharks, against a team that's really struggling, managed two goals. I mean, so, right. you know. Uh, Minnesota was on a five-game losing streak, and they found their their life again against the Sharks. Yeah. Am I overly concerned? No. I don't want to overreact. I think that we need to have a little bit of a correction here, dude. But the thing that is concerning is that 
you know, if they can't figure this out, they could very quickly find themselves sliding down to the third spot or, you know, the worst case scenario is you find yourself in the second wild card, which would require them to go on a major, major poop. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. That'd be so shocking if it did. But, you know, obviously you want to win the Pacific, dude. Uh, even though you can't control your matchup, you just want to try and have the best seating you, you, you can have possibly. Um, right now, they're in the first position in the Pacific, and the team that they would draw would be Calgary, and that would not be what I would enjoy. That like, wouldn't be my first choice. That would be my last choice, actually, of the, of the teams that are possible. Like, yeah. I would, I don't want any part of that in the first round. I think that they're the most dangerous team of those four. Um, and I would rather play Edmonton or Anaheim than Calgary or Nashville. I'll tell you that. Like, I, and, and unfortunately, Calgary and Nashville are the two wildcard teams. And Edmonton and Anaheim are in the second and third spots, although you could see that disintegrate pretty quickly. If I had a crystal ball, which I do, and I'll show it to you. Okay. But close your eyes. Just one? <laughs> Just one. And it's impressive. <laughs> this crystal ball, I'll tell you. <laughs> if yeah. We could go on a really horrible tangent with this. Okay. I think Calgary's going to pass Edmonton. Like there's just there's a there are a point between here. And Edmonton will end up being the wild card. And if the Sharks draw Edmonton and they're able to hold on to the top position, then okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you don't want to play Connor McDavid, but you got to play somebody. And they have the worst D yeah. of that. Edmonton has given up fewer goals than Calgary, dude. I know, dude, but but you think about like I would like to see how what how much that's changed in the last six weeks, right? Like I think that's probably significantly different. You're right. If you look at the defensive core of Calgary versus Edmonton, there's really no choice. Calgary's is clearly superior, and certainly Edmonton looks more like a one dimensional offensive generating machine with Connor McJesus, who's going to win the MVP. Right, and they're not playing poorly right now either, but I mean, you see how well Calgary's playing, winning eight of their last ten. You know, Edmonton has gone 6-3-1, and one, which is good. And Anaheim is 7-2-1, and one, and then you look at the Sharks, they're 4-6. and six. Right. So, uh, not good, boys. Let's, uh, let's pull our heads out and, and figure it out, because uh, Chicago, we were just... I was just looking at the standings a week ago and going, gosh, we might be able to catch Chicago. Not anymore. No. I mean, they've got a stranglehold on that number one overall Western Conference seed. So the Sharks need to focus on winning the Pacific, start it by winning in Dallas, and see if they can right this wrong, dude. Dude, so what? what's keeping the Sharks from scoring? I, to what's me, keeping that, them from scoring? That's the one thing that, besides Brent Burns, the Sharks well, are not scoring. Well, but... But hasn't that been kind of the story all year? I mean, it has. I but mean, Brent I'm... Burns has been the best player on this team, and the power play has been uh, mediocre to below average. And when your best player isn't producing, it has exposed a real weakness, right? Because some of the other names on this team are not generating the kind of points that you would expect from them. That's right. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, a bit of a problem. Not right? that I think it's his fault by any means, because if you look at advanced metrics, he's still doing just as good as he's ever done. 
But Joe Thornton only has 48 points right now. He's got six goals and 42 assists. I mean, this is a really down year for Thornton, who is generally around the point per game mark. And he's more like a point every other game. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big decline. Like I said, his possession numbers are still very good. But the fact is, he doesn't shoot ever. I think three of his six goals are empty net. Um, and 42 assists is good enough for first on the team. But that doesn't seem to be enough. That, that, first, that first line, I don't know. It doesn't seem, in some ways, it doesn't seem quite as dangerous as it has been. And maybe this is purely a function of power play. Because usually you can count on Thornton and Pavelski to get a lot of power play points. And it just hasn't happened as much this year. Yeah, he's still a, a really good player. He's not the Joe Thornton of old. Like and and yeah, this has definitely been a decline year and not great timing for him as he's looking for a new contract. Yeah. So um but we're gonna need him. We need him, we need Marlo, we need all the boys on board. Uh one of the other boys that we definitely need is Yannick Hansen, who unfortunately is hurt. He's yeah. hurt only a, a couple games after coming over to San Jose, dude, and uh, this is a different injury than what he was dealing with in Vancouver, where he was dealing with a knee problem. I guess that's good. This of. is an upper body problem. Hansen made his way into six games for the Sharks. One assist. <laughs> he definitely looked dangerous at times. Yeah. But has not quite produced probably the way that we had hoped. Um, he's basically Michael Bodker to Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> right? Well, he's no, a guy I that mean, looks dangerous that can't score. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, I think it's too early to make that. After six games, you're right. Pin on him, but it doesn't help that he's not playing, and it doesn't help that he didn't produce right away on the stat sheet when he showed up. So. I know that first game looked really good, and then the rest has been kind of meh. Meh. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of being kind of a bummer podcast, dude, for a team that's in the first <laughs> well, place in the Pacific. The but, team's you know, lost four games sure, straight, right? You and, know, and and seems to show a, a lot of weaknesses at the moment. It's uh, it's hard to be sweetness and light when no. we're you know mere weeks away from the playoffs, and the Sharks can't find a way to beat Kerry Lettinen. You know, and John Klingberg, who only plays on the power play as nearly as I can tell. Right. Um, yeah. Not good. <laughs> I don't know what to say, dude. Not good. There's, You're at there, a loss for they, words. They, they, there's been the, the team has been able to overcome some noticeable warts this year by playing solid defense and uh, having good goaltending. And right now, their inability to score has caught up with them. In right. the last four games. They so. still are second in the league in goals against. And, you know, I think that's a more important stat than goal scoring because we've seen plenty of high-flying scoring teams meet the playoffs like a brick wall. And teams obviously become a lot more interested in preventing goals in the playoffs for whatever reason. The Sharks are already pretty good at preventing goals. That's a good thing. Um, doesn't necessarily mean they're, uh, they're scoring is going to improve in the playoffs, but we see all of this sort of pent up potential. I mean, Joel Ward had more goals in, in October of last season than he does this entire season. So 
you know, Joel War with only eight goals. Um, you know, Joe Thornton with only six goals. Tomas Hurdle obviously not playing the entire season, eight goals in forty-one games. I mean, these are not these are not good numbers. Don Scoy only six goals. You know, if if one or more of these guys get even a little bit hot, <laughs> I, I'm hoping that means you know the goals will start coming. But I think the power play is a is a big reason why this this team's not scoring. What is what is it? With this power play. Well, we've seen the lack of movement, and that's yeah. been the knock on the Sharks' power that, play. That's what really kills me. Goes, I'd rather these guys literally skate around in a circle like by themselves than doing what they're doing right now, which is stand still. Right. I can't tell you how many times I was at – let's see, what, what game was I at? Let me look at the schedule. It was – I was at the, uh, the St. Louis game. I can't tell you how many times – Everybody on the ice was staying completely stock still. And St. Louis is like, why would I move? I'm right. perfectly in the shooting lane right. and in the passing lane. And the Sharks are like, but, but, uh, wait, but maybe now? And no, of course not now because they're still standing in the shooting lane. So that, that is one thing that, for whatever reason, just infuriates me when I watch this team play. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. And it, I don't necessarily, I mean, some of it goes to coaching. I think the majority goes to players. I mean, because this group of players, this has been a problem for years with them at times yeah. where they just sort of fall in love with playing on the perimeter and passing it around, looking for that perfect shot and and seeing how the Sharks have been burned so many times. I feel like in the last four games by, you know, rebounds and right. ugly shots and, you know, just get it in there and see what yeah. happens. You see the majority of goals being scored across the NHL like that. So, um, dude, I, I'm hopeful we're going to learn a lot in this next nine games. You know, the sharks are going to do battle four times with Calgary and Edmonton, which are their two most likely playoff opponents. Yeah. You know, so, uh, Definitely going to have my eye on that to see how are they going to match up with these two teams that, you know, if if you're not going to be able to score, you're going to have a really hard time matching up with those two teams. You know, I mean, I think it will be difficult um, if they're unable to score. But we know the Sharks can, and I think that's the part that's frustrating, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what they're capable of doing. They just haven't been able to figure it out yet. I mean, all the guys that have that did well last year are still there. Right. right. And you've added more talent. I mean, you've added Bodker, you've added Schlemko, you've added uh, Yannick Hansen. So you have the ability to be much more dangerous than you are. Maybe they're just saving it, dude. They're saving it. Yeah. They're saving it for the playoffs. They're just going to turn it on when the playoffs come. You think that that's it? That always works. I'm just going to roll with that and try and, uh, and convince myself that that's what it is. But bottom line, you can't overlook the fact that even though well, the Sharks have underperformed in several areas. They're still in first place they're in the Pacific Division. Place. So they're winning games. So And we shouldn't we should mention the flu scare. Vlasic wasn't even in right. last game. Sure. So Schlemko had to be in and DeMello, which, you know, I don't know if maybe is, is that Vlasic's first miss all year? I I'd have to look, but you know, clearly when you have these kinds of guys, I, I know Tony. Tierney, he took uh, no remember he got the puck in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was bad. So you're right. I mean, like they didn't. They were not at full strength. But even if they were, I mean, it's just the way that they're playing. But I think the encouraging part is, is they've kind of been band-aiding it mm-hmm. the entire year with not being able to be at full strength and also uh, score at the rate we know they're capable of. So, 
Flip the switch, boys. Let's I'm, go. I'm just glad they're playing Dallas next. They're going to have a few, couple days of rest. <laughs> you're going to feel good. At, you're going to feel good about it if they go in there and get blanked again. No, I'm going to feel, feel great. Worse. I'm going to feel great because they're going in there against a not very good defensive team, and I think they can beat them. They can beat them and get some confidence back. Well, let's I'd much rather get, yeah. see them play Dallas next game than Nashville, who they're playing after. Right. You know, well, Nashville's the game, the team that can that could easily blank somebody. And and the schedule coming up here is is, is fairly cruel, where the Sharks are currently in the middle of a four game road trip, and they get to come home for one night. They like they're home. They play the Rangers. In San Jose, and then they hit the road again. Right, so they for go from a Western Nash- Canada tour. So from Nashville to San Jose, and then back to Edmonton. It's, it's yeah. not like it's a short flight. It's not like they went from L.A. to San Jose for a night, yeah. and then they go to Colorado. It's kind no, of a, uh, a crappy schedule, but we're not going to blame the schedule, dude. We're not going to blame the schedule. We should. Okay, we will. Okay. <laughs> dude, let's talk about Michael Haley because I know a lot of people are waiting with bated breath. Let's talk about Michael. Haley, for us to talk, talk about, about my- you and me. <laughs> Dude, you've lost the entire listenership <laughs> with the 90s R&B hit. Let's talk about all the good things <laughs> and the bad things that can't be. Let's talk about Dude. Michael Haley. Oh. Where's the off button? <laughs> some people are finding that amusing and some people have stopped listening. And Yeah. I don't know what to say now. I'm, I'm Michael Haley, dude. I'm done. I'm done Michael Haley. Well, uh, anyway, uh, I... You know, I, defend I, the decision to play Michael Haley every night. Can you? I'm having trouble with it. Who would you play instead? Timo Meyer, Kevin LeBanc, one of these other guys. What's Michael I, Haley gets in a fight every game. Huh. He rallies the troops. His intangibles, dude. I know. I, you know, it, it's funny <laughs> I'm that like, I'm playing devil's advocate. I know I, you are. I can tell you are. And and Kevin Kurz and I enjoy reading his articles. And I agree with him probably more than I disagree. He likes to take the 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 shot at the advanced stats guys. In almost every article he writes, he says, "I know this may not be make the advanced stats guys happy, but blah, you know." And so, wait, he, wait. He, is that your Kevin Kurz impression? <laughs> Yeah, that's my perfect Kevin Kurz. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was just I'm trying to put Kevin Kurz in the least possible beneficial light. But um, uh, no, but honestly, I almost like wrote one of those like angry internet comments. No, someone's wrong on the internet. Clicky, click, 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 click. But uh, but I almost came back and said, you know, because he said, well, you know, Michael Haley, you know, got in a fight and that spurred the troops. And for all you advanced stat people, that's why Haley's in the lineup and all this kind of stuff. And and I, I'm willing to admit that maybe Haley does things that you don't see on the stat sheet. I, I understand that. Um, I totally get that. But on the other hand, you can't think it's super unreasonable for the Sharks to want, you know, for you to want the Sharks to play someone who is actually better at hockey than Michael Haley, who is not that good at hockey. Um, I'm sure he's a, he's a great, I'm sure he's a great guy and everything. But, um, you know, the, the problem is, is that, we do have some of these guys like LeBanc and, uh, you know, well, Carlson was out and and some of these other guys, even O'Regan, that you wonder, would the Sharks be a better team if they had a little bit more skill? But I don't know. I, you know, maybe this is just who cares? I mean, you know, like I said, the, there's not a lot of scoring and, and complaining about Michael Haley may seem completely pointless here. But it's just it's something that I kind of keep returning to for I don't know why I'm just. It just kind of it kind of bugs me a little bit. I mean, he's you know he does not have good possession numbers, albeit he's on the fourth line. But still, it's just 
you know, I don't know. Are you going to defend Michael Haley for real? Well, no, <laughs> I'm not going to. But I think what my question to you is, do the Sharks regret the trade of Tommy Wingles today? It's a good question. How's Tommy Wingles doing? Well, I mean, you know, he, I'm looking at his stats on at Ottawa. He's played 63 games this year. He's got 12 points. He's a minus five. He's got seven goals. So um, is Tommy Wingles a better hockey player than Michael Haley? Yes. You know, has he had a significantly stronger impact on the stat sheet with Ottawa after leaving the Sharks? No. No. He got the majority of his goals while playing in San Jose. But he's still playing for them. Is he a better fourth-line center than Michael Haley? Is he a better fourth-line center than putting Danny O'Regan out there. We don't know because Danny O'Regan's only played two games. Right. Obviously, the Sharks don't think so. Right. Like, and, yeah. They right. don't think that O'Regan is better than Haley. They don't. And and with Tommy Wingles, at least, in another wrinkle with Tommy Wingles is the contract is a whole lot different. Tommy Wingles is making a lot more money than Michael Haley. And if... I'm surprised I'm taking the other half of this argument now. You could say that Michael Haley is providing more value per dollar than Tommy Wingles would be in this position. Because he's making, what, a couple million bucks or something? And Michael Haley's making under a million dollars. So I think in terms of that, if if uh, if if Wingles kept going the way he was going, then that's sort of an unmovable contract, and the Sharks were able to get him out because they do need the cap hit. So, you know, that's, that's... Well, the money was... I mean, I think the money was the reason why they moved Tommy Wingles. Yes, Like, yes. if Tommy Wingles was making 600000 he'd still be on the team. True. True. He was moved because of the contract, because they knew they wanted to use that money to get a different player, which is Yannick Hansen. And yes. Yannick Hansen is better than Tommy Wingles. So, like, that's not in question, I think. Mm-hmm. But the question is... And Sorensen. We haven't even talked about Sorensen. Well, I mean, when we get to the playoffs, who's going to play on that fourth line? I. Who's going to be this? Is it going to be Michael Haley, really, in the playoffs? I don't believe it. I believe it. Ah, no way. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Michael, so then you've got a player who you're not going to play more than three minutes, four minutes. They're not going to play him in the third period. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't play O'Regan either, or they wouldn't play uh, Sorensen or. I don't know. I mean, I I think that they might trust Sorensen more. But, but I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, I yeah. c- clearly, you know, they they don't think that much anymore of Ryan Carpenter. Yeah, that's, you know, that's I mean, true. It, he's he's not around, and I like Timo Meyer. I think he's going to be a good player. Right. I like Kevin LeBanc too, but you know, Meyer hasn't done very much in twenty eight games. Right. And part of that, I think, is I, I put blame, and this is this was the worry. You bring him up, and you're not going to give him a chance to play meaningful minutes with skilled, high skilled players. Instead, he ends up toiling right. with Michael Haley, which that's not who he is. Right. 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 Well, also, you know, Kurz in Kurz wrote something that I found interesting, which is he was doing things that he could get away with in junior because he was a dominant player in junior that you just can't get away with in the NHL. And he's sort of doing it to survive. 
and they said, you need to go back to the AHL and fix these things. And one thing they mentioned is he's sort of taking these shots from all angles that Mike Greer shots, as I like to call them. <laughs> uh, can't uh, stop the Greer, baby. Can't stop the Greer. Uh, but, you know, sort of taking shots that maybe would score in junior but would never, ever score in the NHL. Right. And basically, you know, you give up possession when you do that. You know, the, the goalies are too good. They can direct it to a defenseman or they can catch it and, and, and distribute or, or whatever it is that they do. And, you know, I'm persuaded by this argument. You know, I don't want you just put Timo Meyer in the NHL and say, you're a good player. Now you just have to be a good player in the NHL. It's like if there are certain bad habits, then I, I agree that if you have a 19 or 20 year old player, you want him to correct those at whatever level is the best place for him to correct them. And if that means the AHL and that means you play Michael Haley, then frankly, I'm OK with it because I think. You know, the Sharks, that's the, to me, that's the best argument to play Haley, which is we don't want to put some of these guys in a position where A, they can't learn and B, they can't thrive because they're playing on the fourth line. I, I don't disagree with that logic that's at the, all. That's the best argument right. to me to play Michael Haley. I, I, I have trouble saying Michael Haley is actually providing something positive. And, I mean, you know, there's locker room stuff that I don't know anything about. So maybe he is just, you know, the guy. You that look at his statistics. Room. He is not an embarrassment. In 52 games, he's, he's got 11 points. He's a plus five. I mean, like he's not. He's not. He's not an embarrassment by the, you know, easy stats to look at, right? And he's I don't not in hate, like Jody Shelley territory. Right. I don't in terms hate of him as stuff. a player. You know. Right. I think. Uh, Mark Purdy ranked him in the top five of all time Sharks enforcers, which I thought was a little interesting. Huh. Um, Ahead of, I believe, that's, Scott Parker, which uh, that's ridiculous. I, I I don't know how I agree with that, but Scott Parker st- struck fear into the house of everyone in the arena. You know, he would he would I climb mean, well, the glass. Anyone, anyone who would climb the glass <laughs> into another, like that yeah, was the best. That was great, the best. But anyways, I just don't know what's going to happen when we get down to it in a playoff series if they're going to truly put him out there like and maybe they will maybe he is the best option maybe you're right you know maybe you'd rather have a veteran guy who might understand when it's time to like to cool it mm-hmm. instead of putting out there a rookie who's going to get completely exposed right you know right. um but we've seen the sharks be very successful several years ago by putting in young players like i think it was marcel gotch who played in the playoffs like or Marco Sturm, or it was, was, I remember Gotch played as a rookie in yeah, the playoffs, and, and, and I think he had played like almost no yeah. regular season games, and all of a sudden here he was, and I think he played every night. Like I mean, like I'm yeah. I'm sort of making this up from memory, but right. you know, there's there's examples of it. True. It's just, um, I don't know. I yeah, it's kind of a long tangent about Michael Haley. Well, dude, I mean, now that we're getting closer to the postseason, the Vegas bet stuff is getting more interesting. And certainly there's a lot of more interesting storylines in the NHL. In particular, Washington looked like it was running away with everything. But Washington has gone on a pretty significant skid while Pittsburgh and Columbus have both been playing very well. It's entirely possible at this point that, Col- that Washington could have 110 points and be the third seed. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it, the the thing that is crazy is, you know, you've got the three best teams in the NHL are all in one division. Yes. And that one of them is not, no, two of them are not going to make it. You know, they're not yeah. going to make it. 
they're going to beat each other up. Yes. Most likely. And yeah, two of those teams are going to play each other. Right. Right. And the thing that we were talking about the other day is I look over at the Atlantic and I look at Montreal and I go, gosh, you know, if you're Montreal, you got to be, if you it. can survive yeah. the Rangers, which is that's, that's Rangers are a better team statistically than Montreal uh, in terms of points. Yeah. But if you can survive that series, then you're waiting for whoever emerges from that Metro and they will have just kicked the crap out of each other. Those are going to be long, painful series. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, and especially if you're Washington and you're looking and seeing who the second wild card is going to be, like you're kind of hoping it's Toronto. And if it's Boston, I think that like you, you get puckered a little bit. Like that's not who you want. Yeah. I mean, not that Boston is a great team, but there's a lot of veteran players on that team. It's true. And they've got a goalie that can win a playoff series by himself. Yeah. In Tukarask. So. And even if you're like Ottawa or Toronto, like if you're Toronto, this is the best possible situation. Like you're going to play Ottawa, who is a, who has definitely done a lot better this season than I think anyone predicted, but they're a beatable team, right? Right. They're obviously playing well, but they're not, they're not scoring a ton of goals. And, and Toronto's like, okay, we got a chance. You sure know, they do. We got a chance to beat these guys. Sure. And if they beat them and then Montreal gets a terrible draw, like Montreal plays Boston and Boston wins or Montreal plays New York and New York wins, like either of those teams could be beat. Like Toronto could Toronto could win two playoff rounds here. Like if you're a Toronto fan, you could be like, what the hell? This could happen. <laughs> this could happen. I mean, this is ridiculous, but this could happen. Yeah. I, I, I look at that. I look at the bracket right now and I go, you know, Montreal with Carey Price and... I think that they will come out of the division and they could be just sitting there smiling, waiting for whoever emerges from the Metro. And it could be a situation where we see not the best team come out of the East because Mm -hmm. the best team got the crap beat out of themselves in in the first two rounds. That's right. And and I think that it, it... would be fortunate for me if it's Montreal because, you know, I mean, that's, that's the only reason why I feel any hope because there's no question that you have the best teams left. In, in, if you look at, you have Washington, you have Columbus, you have the Rangers, you have Chicago, you have Minnesota, you know, you have Calgary, yeah. you have Edmonton, you've got the best teams left. You have Toronto, you have Ottawa. You know, I have Montreal, which gives me Do you have Boston? some hope. I have Boston. Yeah. You know, which, you know, I think Boston will pass Toronto. Toronto will be the wild card. And and if Toronto ends up playing Washington, I think that that's night-night time. Right. But um, if, if so I, I think it's possible that I may have the last, the, the two, the team coming out of the Atlantic. But I could have nothing. If the Rangers beat Montreal, I could have nothing. <laughs> right. I, I, I have Pittsburgh, which yeah, is, you, have Pittsburgh. you know, did you see that goal by Crosby the other night? <laughs> the one-handed backhand scoop goal? Yeah. That was ridiculous. Suspend him. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh is yeah. Pittsburgh's coming on yeah, at the right Pittsburgh, time again. I mean, it's. I'm glad I have them. They're yeah. a great team. I don't love that they're... They have like gonna, eight, they they, have eight defensemen gonna, that are hurt. They're going to have a real problem. Like, that's going to be yeah. really hard. I They've got not, the advantage. I mean, I'm not super... I mean, if I was either Washington or Pittsburgh... 
you'd be surprised that Columbus is doing well, but can you honestly be scared of Columbus? I mean, how much of this Columbus... I mean, Columbus has played well recently, but remember they won 14 straight. If they did even not quite as good as 14 straight, then they would be in the wild card hunt, wild card hunt right now. They went hot in December. Sure. Yeah, That's, it, it could be a good mirage. For good for them. Sure, it could be a little bit of a mirage, but it's not, you look at, they're, they've gone seven and three in their last 10. They're playing good. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they went on a monster run yes. and they did a really good job in not completely tailing off yeah, after that. Absolutely. Which is what the no, Flyers No, they are did. the least frightening <laughs> not of the those three teams. Like, yeah, yeah. certainly. And I think... Would you rather play Columbus or the Rangers? Um, I would rather play Columbus. I think I would too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I just think there's more guys on the Rangers that have been there, done that. And, right. you know, they... Although this Rangers team isn't especially scary, like I think that they have, I, I would rather play Columbus. Yeah. yeah, I would rather play Columbus, but um, it's not a it's not a great scenario for any of those Metro teams. And I think that the Central Division is, uh, I think it could be harder to come. Like the, the more this is playing out, I think Chicago is going to sing and dance their way through oh, the yeah. Central. Oh yeah. Where I thought that was going to be really hard, I think they're going to be, you know, having a great time coming out of there and the Pacific is going to be brutal. Yeah, I think it's going to be really hard. That could be a bloodbath. It could be. It could be because Anaheim right of the ship clearly and Edmonton hasn't gone anywhere. We sort of expect, they they started hot, started hot and then we said, "Eh, they can't keep it up." Well, they did. They did. So, yeah. It, there's, and I just love that LA is like out. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing. You're not going to see the team crossing over into the other division. It's going to be truly, even though it's a wild card, the four central teams against each other and the four Pacific teams against each other. Yeah. Like that's probably how this is going to shake out unless Nashville and Calgary flip flop spots. Right. Which is possible. Right. But, um, there's yeah. some juicy stuff, yeah, you know, there is. Um, some juicy and stuff. And we will be in Vegas for the first round, so it's going to be amazing. We will. I am, I am looking forward. I mean, there's not, I can't think of too many series the way the current thing matches up right now that I would be not excited to watch. Like Even Minnesota-St. Louis, I would be excited to watch. Remember, St. Louis beat Chicago last year in the playoffs. I know. And, they beat and, Chacago and last year. they're doing it without, and they're do, they're no doing, Bacchus, with, no Shattenkirk, I know. no Brian Elliott. And they've figured it out. They look like, good. The Mike Yo genius. <laughs> He's a genius. Mike Yo. Dude, I mean, they're they're eight and two in their last ten. I know. Dude, like they're now you, it's the maybe the opposite effect of what you're talking about. Maybe they're getting too hot too soon. That's possible. They're finding their way into a comfortable playoff position, but um when when they finally get there, they might be completely gassed. It's true. So, um, but there's going to be a lot of really fun matchups to watch this. I mean, yeah, it'll be good. And then you know, it, the Islanders are not out of it. I mean, that they they are yep. only two points behind Boston with a game in hand. And even Tampa Bay, bless their hearts. I mean, the day you can't don't try to don't try to boo that dude. I know they, you got Tampa Bay and you want to get them in because of the they're Vegas not out of it, dude. That they're they are have a game in hand and they're only five points behind Please. Boston. No, I I don't think they're going to make it, but they're not out of it. They're not out of it. They're 
basically out of it. They're not. They need a lot. They're not out of it. A lot of help. They're not out of it. All right. Well, dude, I, I think we, we've covered all the, the major points here. So, all right. Well, uh, well, it's just... It's, we got a tough swing here, dude. The boys need to need to uh, put on their big boy pants. I think they really need to. They really need to beat up on on Dallas. Oh, uh, we'll all feel much better if that happens. <laughs> if they beat up on Dallas, and we haven't talked about the fact that you know before the season is over, they get to play Vancouver twice, and and they need to get points out of that if they want to yeah. maintain their playoff position. They need to beat Vancouver, and certainly everyone's going to be watching the four games against Edmonton and Calgary combined. Because that's very likely going to be a first round matchup. Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, and and Nashville too. I mean, they need to, uh, they need to have a better performance against the Predators. I mean, I think that the Sharks have lost to Minnesota and Nashville. Oh no, 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 it's Minnesota and St. Louis. They haven't beat either of those teams this year. Right, right. They're own six. So. Oops. Not good. Well, let's, let's let's fix it. We're going to fix it now, dude. We're going to fix it in Dallas tomorrow, dude. It's on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have a we have a cure pill and it's called Carrie Mmm. Good times. All right, dude. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.